Hello, Sam. How are you today? Hey, Clint. How are you going? I'm well, thank you. So today we are talking about bunions. Now, I will confess, I know very little about bunions. Um, I hear people talk about their bunions and things like that, but it seems I've been fortunate enough to not have them. Um, So I guess the first obvious question then is, um, what are bunions? Ah, but bunions are a, uh, it's a very interesting one, bunions. It's, it's, you, you don't really think too much about them until you, you obviously see them or you get them yourself or you know someone with them, like you're saying. Mm. But they're essentially a, uh, it's, it's a structural deformity around your big toe where you are. So it's always it, your big toe, is it? it it's, it's always your big toe, okay. predominantly your big toe. You can, get, you can get them on the little toe as well, on the outside of the little toe. Very lower, um, um, a much lower pre- prevalence of that, but that's called a Taylor's bunion. So that's around the fifth toe. Okay. But predominantly, we see them around the big toe. So it's um, and it, and it's it usually presents as a uh, widening of your sort of forefoot, where you get a little bony growth on the inside of your big toe, at the big toe joint there, the first metatarsophalangeal joint, and it basically looks like your 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 foot's going out at the mid at the uh, uh, MTPJ or the, that metatarsophalangeal joint and your big toe is moving in uh, so towards your second toe it's a very weird one to sort of describe without a picture but mm. basically your big toe your big toe moves in towards your second toe uh, when you say it moves in does it move in that way out. or does it move in like that like does it start to lean in or does it sort of translate it, no it, it starts to lean it's in it's leaning in yeah. right so your big yeah, toe is now yeah. pointing towards your second toe and yep. so, and you said that was because of a growth on the bone within the toe. Is that correct? Not because of a growth, but part of the condition, part of the uh, deformity is that you do get a bit of bony growth on the inside. So the, the technical term for it, or the medical term for it is uh, hallux abducto valgus, which means a hallux is your big toe mm-hmm. and abducto means that it moves in, it abducts away from the midline of the body, for example. So you're, mm-hmm. you, that's where I was saying it's moving towards your second toe. Mm-hmm. Um, and valgus, it rotates a little bit as well. But right. the, the the essentially what you're looking at there is a it's a misalignment of that big toe, and part of that it's a very complex series of events. But part of it is that you do get a bit of bony growth on the inside. So towards when I say the inside, um, if if we if we imagine it as a uh, four foot. And then your toes. So the forefoot is the long bone, the metatarsal mm-hmm. bone. So that one moves towards the midline of the body. So mm-hmm. it, it effectively makes your, your forefoot wider. Mm-hmm. And then your toe, the big toe, moves away from the midline of the body and moves mm-hmm. towards the second toe. Right. So you get this little triangular sort of growth. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then that is what gives you that, that the width of the forefoot increases. So you get mm-hmm. a wider forefoot. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then around that, that um, that bone, uh, the metatarsal head there, the metatarsal phalangeal joint, mm-hmm. where the toe and that long bone join, mm-hmm. you get a little bit of bony growth there, which again makes it a lot wider again. So gotcha. it's just a, a condition where we start getting uh, more deviation and more misalignment, and it can be classed as uh, it can be classed as you know it's usually classed stage one to stage four, stage mm-hmm. one, stage two, stage three, stage four, or a mild. Uh, moderate severe condition and that's basically to do with how wide your foot's getting or how much mm-hmm. deviation we're getting the angle um, mm-hmm. that we're changing there and and how much that toe is moving in towards the second toe so mm-hmm. for example at the start it might just be a small little bony growth mm-hmm. and a small little deviation your foot gets a little bit wider 
the toe hasn't moved too much. As we get more into the stages and the uh, the severity of the condition, mm-hmm. then that toe will eventually, you know, touch the second toe. And mm-hmm. then um, at the final stage, it can even move that second toe out of the way and overlap, and the second toe would overlap the, the big toe, for mm. example. And what causes this? Uh, there, there are many, many causes with bunions, and and it's a uh, it's one that I think there's there's probably about ten or eleven different causes uh, of that, and that's a long way of saying that we don't actually know there's one specific cause for it, but we do know there are a lot of things that predispose you to bunions, and there are a few big ones. The the biggest one is hereditary, so it's a genetic predisposition to it. So it's not that the bunion itself is hereditary. So, you know, if you have one, it doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, further down the line, someone's going to get it like you would pass down your eye color, for example, Mm -hmm. but it's the, the, the set of parameters or the conditions that would cause a bunion, uh, um, passed down. And that could give you more, uh, more chance of developing a bunion. So if Mm -hmm. it's in the family, you've got more chance of developing one, but it's not something that's necessarily passed down. Gotcha. Yes, I don't um, think any of my relatives have them, so that's probably why I'm so ignorant so on the topic. So you should be good. <laughs> Go, so let's say uh, you do the, have family members who've got that. What yep. is, so I guess now what are some of the other contributing factors? Yes. The, so the other contributing factors would be the biomechanics, so the way your foot moves. So there are okay. different different foot postures and different mm-hmm. foot movements. Uh, the biggest one that, that we normally see would be pronation or excessive pronation, mm. flat feet, that sort of thing, collapsed arches that can lead to certain biomechanical um, sequences that, that predispose if you have that genetic predisposition mm-hmm. that will lead towards that happening. Uh, and the other one that that's really interesting is because we see this a lot more in females than males. Ten, uh, probably the last time I remember checking, it was about a three or four to one ratio. Mm. And the, the reason why we uh, suspect that's the case is because of the tendency for females to wear narrow fitting footwear. So, you know, your high heels, that sort of yep. shoe where it's, it sort of exacerbates that, posi- that, you know, joint position that we were talking about before with the mm. toes moving towards the second. So just to double check um, on that one. So footwear's a big one. Yeah, so it's the narrowness of the footwear as yes. opposed to high heels. Yes, not not so much right. the high heel itself. Yeah, um, it's more the narrowness of the footwear that right. we, we think has to do with the um, that yeah, well, exacerbation of your, that. Yeah, position. if you've got a tendency to do that, and then you start binding your feet, it's okay. Yeah. yeah. So I guess here's a question for you: Are there any groups of people who just never display bunions? Never display bunions. Yeah, like I mean, you might not be aware of the research, but for example, you know, like you know, people from tribal societies around the world have they just never heard of bunions, for example? I'm not sure. It's, it's okay. an interesting question. I'd, I'd, I'd be lying if I said I know of a uh, <clears throat> of some research that shows that no one's heard of it in mm-hmm. <clears throat> in some societies. But I'm sure there would be some that are less prevalent than others, mm. of course, because they, like we're saying, a lot of the predisposing factors are biomechanical in nature, mm. and and that would be. Um, less so in some cultures than others. Yep. And obviously footwear is a big one as well. So there mm. are some cultures that, you know, uh, footwear that, you know, narrow footwear would be a lot more common in their dress and their society, yep. their culture than others. So there definitely would be, but I'd have to get back to you with, yep. with the well, What with we'll do is, yeah. It would be an interesting one. After we post this video, um, in the video mm. description, if we do find any references on that from Google Scholar or anything like that, I'll make sure I add the URL yeah, to the be, um, video description. Good edition. Yeah. Um, gotcha. Okay. Now, are there any other contributing factors that you're aware of? They're, they're the main ones. That, right. 
the, the hereditary one, obviously, you can't do too much about yeah. in terms of uh, correcting or managing for it, other than knowing that the biomechanics or the things that are passed down in terms of flat feet uh, and different foot posture um, parameters, they can be changed. Mm-hmm. But hereditary stuff, we can't, yep. you obviously, can't play too much with. But footwear and biomechanics are the two major ones that mm. you can change. And definitely that can, um, I guess, the the... You can't reverse a bunion technically. Oh, okay. Uh, and you can't, you know, usually, it's, unless you get it very early and you can reverse mm. a little bit of that soft tissue mm. change. But uh, you definitely can manage a lot of these parameters and and uh, try and arrest the development or mm. at least slow down the progression of a bunion. It's not gotcha. guaranteed to work, but but we do we do work a lot with that sort of thing to try and stop the progression of that if we get it early. Gotcha. So if you yeah. start to s- detect a bunion and that's, you see that your foot's getting a little bit wider and your toe's starting to kick in a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. Then I guess don't wear constrained shoes. Go see a, a podiatrist straight away. Like see if you're pronating or antipronating or something like that. Mm-hmm. Make sure your biomechanics mm-hmm. are good. So they're the first things you would do. So let's say you've done all of that, or maybe you haven't done that, uh, and yeah. you've ended up with <clears throat> more developed onions. Mm-hmm. How do we treat? How do we treat them? Well, it's it's a it's an interesting one in that you like we were saying you you want to manage what's mm. causing the bunion. You want to yep. manage the predisposing factors that you can, yep. whatever you can. You tick as many boxes as you can, basically, mm. to to try and stop the development of that. And that obviously depends on when you get it. the The issues with bunions are most of them are conservatively managed. Uh, in that you you can get two types of pain with bunions. One is usually the you know on the outside of the joint, and that's you know where because we're saying your foot turns uh, from a, you know, a straight midline there, it mm-hmm. turns, you know, on the inside there, it turns into this triangular sort of deformity that we get where we've got a bit of excess bone there and we're, we're getting a bit wider. We can get a lot of rubbing from footwear. Mm-hmm. And so people often complain about pain on the outside of the bunion where it looks like it's red and angry and uh, yes. could become a bit swollen and you yep. can get some bursa around there, blisters, things like that. And so that's usually caused by footwear, ill-fitting mm. footwear. And as mm-hmm. your foot gets wider, as you can appreciate it, yep. it's a lot harder for people to find footwear that's going to accommodate that. get some so, custom shoes. Yeah, yeah. So mm. it, it actually does go that way, you know. So mm. it goes into, you know, we get some uh, wider footwear initially. Footwear comes in different depths. You have different materials around there. You can change the lacing pattern around mm. the, the footwear so that you can accommodate a wider shoe, a wider foot, sorry, in mm-hmm. the shoe. Then you can get to custom footwear as well. Mm-hmm. obviously if that you know it gets to a certain point where we so that's all conservative management there are things like sleeves that you can put over the bunions you know gel sleeves protectors if you like and these are basically anti-friction like devices that. so the shoe's not rubbing is that correct yeah anti- anti-friction gotcha. and anti-pressure as well you know yeah. trying to absorb the yeah. pressure and trying to separate the the shoe from the foot so um, in that context the, yeah so in that context the bunion itself isn't really the problem you're just rubbing on the skin very hard and that's obviously irritating mm. the skin. In in that case, yeah. So yeah, in, yeah. in the case of pain on the outside, absolutely. Yes. And it's, so obviously it's pressure. there's another it's one. Pressure. Yeah. Yeah. What's the other there one? There is another one. Yes, yeah. there's there's inside pain then. There's mm. the joint pain. And mm. and so with, with the outside pain, it's it's a lot of it is conservatively managed like that around footwear, around protective mm. devices, things like that that are designed to cushion. The inside pain is more the mechanical pain. So it's the how the joint's moving. Because like mm. we're saying. It's, it's not just that the joint is uh, enlarged or widened or the, you know, mm-hmm. forefoot's widened. It's that the, at, at its core, it's, it's a misalignment of the, uh, of the joint. So mm-hmm. it's not moving well. 
uh, and in many cases, it can develop uh, arthritic sort of change inside that joint as well. Mm-hmm. And if the joint's not moving well and we're getting some pain in the joint with every step we take, it's mm-hmm. a bit more unstable. Uh, you can get uh, you can get some other mechanical issues that will give people pain, and that's where that's where the trip to the podiatrist is a good one because you get the um, you can you can correct those mechanics or manage those mechanics with things like insoles, you know, whether it be off the shelf or customized insoles. Mm-hmm. And that will try and put the joint in a in a in a more congruent position or a more mm-hmm. efficient mechanically, and that can help with that sort of pain. Uh, and so it's often a combination of the two. It's it's a change in footwear or an accommodation in footwear, whether it be you're using a, an accommodative device like a sleeve or or you know a, a protective something that you can have inside the shoe, and correcting the actual position of the foot or trying to put the position of the foot uh, such that it's one, it's making the pain a little bit more comfortable. So we're managing the pain. But mm-hmm. two, the bigger one is that we're trying to stop the conditions that are going to cause that bunion yep. to develop further mm-hmm. and progress quicker. So that's where we were saying before, conservatively, if we can slow that down or arrest mm-hmm. the development of the bunion as best we can, then we're, we're doing the best. And that's the same. Yeah, that's that the treatment at the moment. So yeah. I guess that that's interesting. So a lot of it is prevention. And even when it's progressed, it's still preventative techniques to make sure it doesn't get worse or to, and also to, I guess, mitigate those symptoms as much as possible. Mm. So there's no sort of surgical treatment or anything like that. You can't. No, there is. There is. Yes. So, so the surgery, we often reserve for cases where conservative, you know, management has been exhausted. Mm. It's not really going the, uh, the way, or we've got it too late where we can't really get enough of a benefit for that person in terms of pain reduction or lifestyle choice, Mm -hmm. you know, for example, if you're getting blisters every time you're wearing your shoes and you can't, you know, get around and do things yeah. in too much pain, then we would look at surgery for that person. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and there are times when people just don't like the look of the bunions, you know, for aesthetic oh, okay. reasons, yes. things like that. But but typically speaking, uh, most of it is conservatively managed. But mm-hmm. there is obviously surgical um, pathways as well for people that we determine either pain-wise or lifestyle-wise if it's affecting them in a certain mm. way. Very, very commonly, we would see, you know, people that are uh, wearing shoes, getting blisters, and that can lead to other other yep. complications. Mm-hmm. Those sort of people, we would sort of say, okay, well, maybe surgery is a better way here. And I'm imagining surgery on your foot's a fairly serious thing, is it? Because, I mean, obviously, you're going to be off your feet for a while. You're going to be pretty much mm. bedridden. Um, is, how successful is the surgery if, if you do have to go down that path? It's it's pretty good these days. Okay. And surgery, it's they can do it with minimally invasive techniques these mm-hmm. days as well. So surgery these days on bunions is not something that you know it's a it's a we try and avoid at all costs mm. sort of thing. It's you know it's there if we need it, and, and mm. we do uh, we do recommend that to a lot of people. But it's like we're saying, it's mainly dependent. It's very specific to the person and their lifestyle mm. um, gotcha. because of the complications of surgery and. Mm. The fact that sometimes, unless, you know, sometimes there's different types of surgeries as well. Sometimes they can just clean the joint out. They can realign it. Sometimes they pin the joint together, depending on the condition of the joint. Mm. Uh, if they do things like that, obviously that's going to have ramifications for the person moving forward. So we have to consider that in the context of the person. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's why most cases, if we can resolve or we can manage their uh, complaints uh, in a conservative manner, Mm-hmm. then we would much rather do that. Yeah, and, that uh, makes sense. And, and in most cases, we can. In yep. most cases. Oh, very good. Uh, so if somebody does have a bunion, um, and assuming it's not a, a, an extreme bunion, um, but the majority of bunions, a person can still walk around quite comfortably. They should, mm-hmm. It shouldn't be limiting their 
much of their lifestyle or anything like that. They should be able to do what they were doing before the bunion anyway. And their big toe can still sort of move up and down and do what it had done before, mm-hmm. just at a bit of a different angle. Is that fair to say? If, if they've got the bunion, you mean? And yeah. They haven't yeah. had too many. Yeah. So if, if they've got the, if they've got a bunion and their big toe moves up and down relatively freely, they don't mm-hmm. have too much pain. Then most cases like that, the pain mm. would be on the outside of the, you know, it would ah, yes. just be related to footwear. If, footwear. if we haven't got any mechanical sort of joint mm. pain, then it, it's mainly, uh, we, we mainly focus our treatment around making the, the footwear accommodate the, the foot. Mm. And, uh, you know, whether that be with, like we said, the use of, you know, uh, protectors, sleeves, things like that, we can do that. There are certain devices that try and, you know, splints. Uh, for bunions as well that you can wear at night that temporarily provide a little bit of relief as well. And okay. so some people are using those sort of things. So that's All not, to, re- that sort of that's not to reverse is, the sorry? bunion. That's just to help take a bit of load off the joint. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It won't, it won't reverse it. It won't reverse it. Um, mm. In our experience so far anyway, we haven't seen anything that can reverse that because of the, uh, the amount of force that you need to mm. do that and for the amount of time that you need to do mm. that, um, unless it was something very mild. Gotcha. You know, and, and you got it very, very early on. Yeah, but in most cases, it's manageable. And that's, yep. that's the biggest sort of take-home message is that we, if we know what's causing the pain, if it's an external pain mm-hmm. um, and it's footwear-related and we, we can manage around that, mm-hmm. then most people are very comfortable with that sort of treatment. And at the same time, if we can uh, arrest the development or stop the progression of the bunion through things like orthotics, mm-hmm. things like that, and footwear, then uh, in most cases, we can get a successful sort of outcome with that. Uh, Very good. Treatment plan. So I think um, just to summarize, um, so bunions, it's a hereditary thing. Oh, sorry, very much a hereditary thing. However, Pot, it's exacerbated yeah. by other factors such as the nature mm-hmm. of your footwear and the way your 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 uh, foot moves. Uh, it is basically the uh, long bone in your body going uh, in towards the inside of the body and your big toe starting to point away from it, from the inside mm-hmm. of your body. Can be tr- uh, And some one of, the, one of the major issues is the outside pain is footwear. Uh, inside pain is probably more a case of the way you move, the, your foot position, stuff like that, which can any to those can be treated by the insoles, changing your footwear, things like that. Uh, mm. And that's usually quite manageable. Worst case scenario, might have to engage some surgery. Um, worst case, yeah. yeah so in, yeah. in, I mean, surgery is an option. Thing. Yeah, surgery is an option for people, yeah. and and unless unless it's something that's causing a lot of pain yeah. or uh, anxiety and things like that, yeah. then conservative management is is most likely the way to start. And, and it's, it's very successful for most people. Very good. Very good. Yeah. Um, anything else on bunions that's worth knowing at this stage? And I will do my best to find that article and put it in the description. We should find that. Yeah. 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 No, it's, 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 it's uh, that, that pretty much covers it. Like, like okay. I was saying earlier, it's, it's more the, it's, depending on where the pain is, whether mm-hmm. it's the inside or the outside of the joint, and then um, looking at conservative ways to sort of manage yep. that. And, and the, the biggest takeaway, I guess, is to, to try and get it early because the earlier you yeah. get it, the less obviously you've got the deviation or mm. you've got the misalignment, and then the less likely you're going to have uh, more complications with footwear. And, and yeah, so there's probably something I didn't say earlier, but like if, if anybody's watching this video, just because I thought, oh, maybe my toe's pointing inwards or something. It's like, am I getting a bunion or not? Like, go see a podiatrist. Like, get something done straight away. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't want to leave that because once you do, it's much harder to go back. So you're better to exactly. err on the side yeah. of caution when it comes to bunions. Exactly. Yeah. It's, yeah. If it's something that's early on, it's it's a yeah. lot easier managed uh, than than the the further it progresses. Done. Absolutely. Excellent.
Thank you for your time, sir. No worries. Thanks, Clint.